This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's when the time. Friday already. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and good morning, uh, all our listeners. And yes, Friday, Friday, another derby game. Well, kind of a derby game. We'll call it a derby game. That's too bouncy an introduction. Uh, the hello, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just get psyched up for these, uh, the, our little uh, presser chats. You know, it's uh, always good. And I have to say, I'm a bit buzzing as well because I, I think I don't know if we've had one yet, but I definitely got the right prediction last week. Did you say three one? Because this is how I was going to lead in because I was pessimistic. I didn't think we would win. Um, for various reasons, mostly because I was going to the game, so I really wanted. <laughs> I will be just my luck if we uh, if we lose. But <laughs> you were super confident. You, 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 I don't know if you said three one, but you definitely said comfortable. I, I, I am going to go on record. We'll have to check back, but uh, I'm sure I said three one. So oh, yeah, lovely. Uh, I need to start putting bets on. I think and uh, you know, win it, winning some money. Yeah, the one in ten. The one in ten, exactly. <laughs> I did, well, I was I was I was there walking through Covent Gardens with my missus in in London. I was just just checking the score, and I saw one nil down. I was like, no, and then and then the three one. I was like, get in, and she was just like, get off your phone, and yeah, it was a it was an afternoon of ups and downs, I guess. Yeah, Taylor's oldest time. Get off your phone, Ryan. For goodness' sake, <laughs> <laughs> you were there. It was. It sounded like a cracking game. It was a cracking game. In the it, well, I, not much happened as we discussed last week on the pod. 
not not much actually happened in the first half other than them scoring and us doing all the right stuff without putting the ball in the net. It was very it, it didn't feel too sort of nervy like derbies yeah. should do. Um and then the second half once McCurdy came on. I mean we were dominant throughout without a doubt, but it was a different game once once McCurdy came on, just gave that little bit of we should probably score now, lads, sort of yeah. feeling. <laughs> and and it was it was really, really great seeing. It, honestly, it, it left me in such a good mood for days after that. It it was a really good day and it was good to see just good to see town live, to be honest. Um <laughs> I, I seldom get to see it and I'm not even watching the game against Forest Green because, you know, I have a a birthday party to attend. Um, Social butterfly. Is, well, yeah. Well, it's my son's birthday, so it's, <laughs> I've, got, I've got to go to it. I absolutely have to. I've, I've checked the T's and C's, and I need to be there. Um, with my, it's, it's my fault for wanting to be a ruddy good dad, or just do the basics, turn up to things, you know. <laughs> Um, a quiet week, really, in Swindon Land, hasn't it? It's all the dust has now settled, and we do feel like a football team again, where it's business as usual, really, isn't it? There's not there's not much drama. There's not there's not much of anything. Just announcements of official partners, which gets me every time. Every time that tweet comes out, going, "We're absolutely delighted to announce," I'm like, "Ooh, have we signed somebody on a free?" And then it's. Wagamama's. Our official, yeah, it's Wagamama's or our official, you know, stress ball sponsor or, or something like that, you know. But yeah, it's 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 been a. I have to say, this week as a journalist has been incredibly boring. You know, I've uh, <laughs> I've I've just been working on completely non-sport stuff, um, writing about, I dare say, Christmas and things like that, and all, all things that I really don't want to write about. Um, but it's been it's been boring. But I suppose from from a Swindon Town fans' point of view, sometimes boring's good because it means there's nothing bad happening at the same time either. So you know, it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah. There'll be more. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. It feels like ages. This morning, even the press conference felt like ages since I last been in one. So the question, I guess, I have based on what you've just said there is, how's Christmas looking? Is it going to happen? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm writing about Santa's grottos in Swindon, so I mean. It better happen or else I'm going to be out on my, uh, out, well, <laughs> out on my luck, I should say. So, uh, yeah, it should be. But, but we'll have a Christmas with fans at football, hopefully. If you want to be out on your ass in Santa's grotto, that's that's your <laughs> that's your prerogative. So, the press conference, Forest Green Rovers, it's a derby. In simple terms, it's, it's close yeah. geographically. There's no rivalry here. Let's not pretend that there is. Please, can we not pretend that there is? It's... It's just a nearby club who got into the, the EFL. I'm sorry, I've got no problem with them, but come on, they're not a rival. <laughs> no, it's not. That's why in my intro there, I was kind of saying a rival, a derby of sorts, because look, you know, technically a rival, well, a derby is a team that is in your city or is in your town or is at least a neighbouring town. You know, you look at the Manchester clubs, your, your Liverpool-based clubs, your... Glasgow-based club, that they're, they're derby, but tomorrow isn't really a derby. Like you said, there's, I can't imagine Forest Green Rovers, and no offence Forest Green, but I can't really imagine them having a rivalry with anyone. You know, it's, it's very much a, a calm, sedentary kind of club that doesn't like to ruffle any feathers. 
exactly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll move away from that. We don't need to explain to Swindon fans why this isn't a rivalry. If people want to treat it that way, that's up to them, but it's, it's not. Um, okay, then. So the press conference was with, of course, Ben Garner um, Friday morning. In attendance was yourself and Johnny Leefield of the Swindon Advertiser and, and Sean Hodgetts of BBC Radio Wiltshire, correct? Yes, that is correct, yeah. Lovely stuff. Okay, then. So I guess the big one this week in terms of conversation is, you know, team selection and the international break not being a break for Swindon Town because we have five players missing. Five Mm -hmm. players that would have all been in the 18, absolutely. Most of them would have been in the starting 11 or near Dammit. And, you know, we, we, we we are without them for our live game on Sky Sports. As I've said on, on, you know, Dan mentioned it on the pod last week. I've mentioned it in the conversation with the Forest Green Rovers fan. We have an 11. We have a competitive 11. But it's not ideal, is it? It's not an ideal 11. Just in case any of our listeners aren't aware of what players are, we've got Jojo Wallacott, Anthony Grant, Kane Kessler-Hayden, Alex Gilbert and Johnny Williams all away on international duty. And, and when you say those names as well, you know, they're five players that would, either start or most definitely be involved in in tomorrow's clash so you know it's a massive it's a massive impact of course forest green rovers are without um one of their one of their starters as well um so they'll they'll be a weakened team but it's more of a shame i guess for well we'll touch on it a bit later what ben Garn said about how it, you know it's a, it's a televised league two game a very rare occurrence and, and it won't be showing the best players from each side what did Ben Garner say about their availability beyond the Forest Green Rovers game? When are, when are they likely to be back? So after they return from international duty, it looks like all players will be available for the Rochdale game that's coming up, apart from Anthony Grant, who will be unavailable because he's actually only flying out to join up with the Jamaican national team today. So he will be unavailable. But of course, the good thing is, is that after the government changed their guidelines on these red travel list countries yesterday... No Swindon Town player is travelling now to a, to one of the few remaining red countries. So, therefore, there will be no isolation for any players when they come back um, and they'll be able to go straight back into training. So, you know, apart from those five missing players, everyone else is fit. It was interesting to hear that Swindon were looking for a, a goalkeeper kind of cover to, to have another goalkeeper on the bench. Because, uh, obviously, at the moment, with Jojo Wallacott out, we've got Lewis Ward and we don't have another substitute goalkeeper. They did have a short-term loan sorted of a championship club, but they then weren't allowed to do that because that championship player, um, who's part of a team there, was going to feature on the bench in town under the rules of short-term loans. That's not allowed. So they won't have a goalkeeper on the bench. Um, Hopefully we don't have an injury because otherwise Steve Mildenor might have to feature on the bench and put his gloves on. Well, with respect, I could have told them that an emergency loan means that they have to play them. You know, I, I I don't think that's you know I I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wasn't. I was a bit taken aback myself. I, I was kind of like we had it lined up, but surely you knew that anyway. Um, so uh, so who knows? Maybe there's been some miscommunication there between certain parties. But yeah, that, apart from that, we got a full strength team. Apart from the five missing players, so it's not a full strength team. Kai Store is the under 18s goalkeeper, isn't it? So you yeah. would expect maybe Kai would get you know, a squad number and an opportunity to train um, with the first team and sit on the bench and dream of Lewis Ward having to come off. I don't want that to happen, but what a story that would be. But did Garner give any any indication that he would go without without a goalkeeper on the bench? 
it well he said that they've not been able to arrange any goalkeeper cover so whether that means that they're not going to have a goalkeeper feature or like you said they might put one of the academy keepers then it's yet to be seen but he didn't really touch on it too much else moving forward but you know who knows, who knows what will happen? We'll, I guess we'll see tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Okay, so Forest Green Rovers, top of the league, you know, comfortably so. I mean, they've already got a four-point cushion. It's been a great start for them. That's not to say that it might unravel as the season progresses, but they're looking like they're finally fulfilling the promise that they've been telling us for about four or five years, isn't it? Yeah, they've had a very good start this season. Rob Edwards has, has done a great job there at Forest Green Rovers. And bear in mind, he's only a head coach that's 38 years old, years old. So he's one of the youngest head coaches in the game. And he's managed to take Rovers to the top of the table. Uh, they've only lost once this season. That was at home against Port Vale. And, and they are a dangerous, a dangerous outfit. I have to say a lot of, a lot of that tomorrow, sorry, a lot of their performances this season has to go down to, a you know, their forward Jamil Matt as well. So a very strong outfit, very good record this year. And, and Swindon will be, well, even without the five, even with the five players included, it would have been a tough game to go to. Now it's just a very uphill task for Swindon tomorrow. Do you think it's an uphill task? I'm quite relaxed about. It. I don't. I'm not happy as a fan with the bigger picture that Swindon have had to play this. Whether they, you know, behind the scenes they actually want to. Um, we saw the fan reaction when we when we drew at Stevenage, you know, and that was with less players out. The reaction was like had the players unavailable featured we would have been far more competitive and now we have five out and I just feel that there's going to be such an unnecessary fallout from this the mood was good the Bristol Rovers game gave us really good vibes afterwards and then I don't want to take a step back just because we had to play this game but I mean I don't necessarily fear Forest Green Rovers I don't I'm not I'm not looking into this game going oh let's just cut our losses and just take the hit. I don't think we will. I think we will give them a game. And, you know, I think we could even get a positive result. But it just it just feels daft. I, 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 I'm trying to be glass half full in this situation. And I trust Garner to get the best out of the 11 that will start. Because most of them, you know, there's no sort of like 17-year-old that has to start in place of anyone. Everyone that's coming in are perfectly qualified and capable of of filling in and, and deputising. So it's, it's a bit of a weird one for me, but I want to beat Forest Green Rovers, not because they're Forest Green Rovers, because they're top of the league, and I want to, I want them us to go to the new lawn, give them a bloody good go, and that might still happen, but I, I don't know. I'm, I just think it's just a shame. It is a shame, and you know, I, th- I think it... I don't, I don't think there's any team in this league that really Swindon should, should fear, and I, I think that's kind of just... Uh, representation of League Two, that there aren't any teams in there that you shouldn't be able to beat, you know, in, in maybe some of the upper leagues, you'd, you'd have that case. But despite Forest Green being at the top of the table, they've lost once this season. They've got a they've got a good defensive record as well. I think that Swindon will go there tomorrow. They'll be looking to cause an ups. And I think one of the things from Ben Garner is that him and his team put so much effort into training the players that don't feature every week or don't make it into the starting eleven. That they'll be ready to come in to come in and do a good job. Swindon have still got some very talented players there uh, that aren't on international duty. You know, we, we've got a strong attacking lineup to go to Forest Green Rovers tomorrow. And apart from Kessler Hayden, our defensive kind of setup isn't really too much changed going into tomorrow's clash. So, you know, it'll be a difficult task, and we are going to miss some of our 
some of our bigger players. I think Jojo Wallacup perhaps will be the biggest miss for Swindon Town tomorrow. Um, and But we'll just have to see. It would be great to beat top of the table. It, it really would. But you know, I think this is a free hit in many ways. Oh, you said free hit. No, we're not allowed to say free hit. <laughs> <laughs> we used that too much last season and no free hits. We'll give them a We'll give them a go. We'll give them a game and let's see what, what happens from there. Somebody who will be playing tomorrow, unless something happens between now and then, will be Harry McCurdy. Harry McCurdy, as I already said earlier in the pod, changed the game. I don't think that's hyperbolic to say that. Um, he came in with, you know, it was clear what he was told to do and he did it from the moment he stepped onto the pitch. It was a really, really great display. But this is a huge opportunity for him, isn't it? Um, this really is a chance for him to give Ben Garner one hell of a headache. This is a massive opportunity for Harry McCurdy tomorrow. He, he's been in and out of the team, didn't he? Of course, he had that injury a while back as well, which, which kept him sidelined for a little bit. He did start the season well. And I have to say, for me, he's a player that whenever he does get on the ball for Swindon Town, he's almost always looking like he's going to try and do something. And and as we've seen lately in at Bristol Rovers the other day, he touched and he, d- he did do something and he even got a goal for his efforts. So Ben Garner was very much full of praise for Harry McCurdy. And he, he's a player that obviously was at the club when Ben Garner came in. He had already been on trial there. Steve Mildenhall bought and brought him into Swindon Town for a trial. Um, ben Garner just said that, you know, that was a great time for us to look at Harry McCurdy. He was very humble. And the benefit of having Harry McCurdy at the club is that he, he was at a crossroads before this season. He was kind of at that stage in his career where he knew he was a good player and that he could do well. But he wasn't really having much luck with that. And so this season, he, he really seems to be putting in a lot of effort for the performances. The club seemed delighted to have Harry McCurdy there. And and Ben Garner really just feel he'll be a big player for us this season. And what a what a weekend it would be to to make that impact of I should be starting every game away at Forest Green, top of the table. Judging by his social media, humble isn't a uh, isn't a phrase I, I might associate with Harry McCurdy. But it's nice to know that you know he needed that Swindon contract, didn't he? He, he did need that Swindon contract. I wouldn't say humble either. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure humble would be the right word, uh, but that's what Ben Garner described him as. He did need that contract, though. Look, he's had a couple of difficult seasons where he's not really probably hit hit the levels that he wanted to or even play as many minutes as he'd want to. So he came to Swindon with a point to prove, and he's certainly proven that point at the moment. Something that was raised during the presser was the fact that Swindon didn't take the knee um, Mm. at Bristol Rovers, neither did Bristol Rovers, I might add. What was said in this part? It's a complicated conversation. Um, I respect the decision for players to take the knee. You know, I I, I don't see it as this grand conspiracy. Um, It's not really a a topic I want to go into a huge amount of detail Mm. in. If people want to take the knee, they take the knee. If they don't, they don't. But what was discussed here? Well, the question was put to to Ben Garner about why players didn't take the knee. and we have been told in press conferences before going into Swindon Town press conferences that, you know, can we try and avoid questions on on this matter? Because, of course, like you said, it is a, it is a delicate subject. Um, ben Garner's answer wasn't, he didn't hide away from me. He said, I don't know why we didn't take the knee in the Bristol Rovers game. He said, there are some games where it's the choice of the home team. Um, so if the knee is taken, if it's if it's an away game, that home team will decide on, on whether to take the knee. But he said, whenever Swindon Town players are presented with the option, they they as a squad will always do that because they, they think it's the right thing to do. And I personally, you know, I personally agree. I don't think it's this political gesture. You were saying, I think it's just a, 
a stance against equality and racism. Um, he said he doesn't know what the circumstances were at Bristol. It wasn't really spoke about. And I think in many ways, it, it was kind of just one of those things that didn't happen. But if presented with a chance again to do it, then, then Swindon will. So, you know, whether uh, we do it at Forest Green or not, that'll be a decision that spoke about between, I kind of guess, the home side there and, and at Swindon Town's next game. I'm sure we'll see the players take the knee again. Yeah, and it's it's not been seen as the crime of the century either. No one's outraged. No fan. I didn't. I haven't heard any fan reaction. Nobody bemoaning the lack of knee. Nobody celebrating the lack of knee. It just seems to be a question that's emerged during this presser, isn't it? It is a question. It was it was asked by um, Sean Hodgson at the BBC. It was just a a quick question why, and I think it's almost become kind of a staple of British football now that we see it so often you, when you don't see it kind of judge remember like, oh why why didn't that happen um it, it's not causing an outrage but you know it, it's good to hear that Ben Garner's behind it and also the players at Swindon Town are as well yeah and Swindon of course were you know very big on that when it when it first started around the time that we got the lead two through PPG we, we it was something that the club were quite passionate about wasn't it mm. so um, it makes sense that they continue in that uh, fashion okay so we'll move on from that and next the next area was on season expectations which is a funny question to ask really 10 games in mm. um, the expectations have been set from the start and they've been consistent with that is stay in the league well this was really the first insight into kind of Ben Garner moving away from almost that narrative that we've heard so so many times this season. He, he was asked this question of, you know, we're, we're going to Forest Green tomorrow with without five key players. If we get a win against the top of the table, will that will that kind of change your view? And Ben Garner said that if we can go to Forest Green with five players away, it will be a big statement to go and get a result there. Um, we have players here to win tomorrow's game. There has been a big step up in performance levels and we have the players to win tomorrow. So, Although he didn't turn around and say, look, we're now going for promotion and we need the playoffs at a very minimum, what, what he is saying is that if we go away to Forest Green and we get that win, or at the very least an impressive draw, then it kind of almost gives him a give well, it gives him a point of view that they, he will be reevaluating Swindon's expectations this season. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what Ben Garner says with regards to season expectations. It's about what happens on the pitch. And I think a lot of it is what expectation the fans put on the team as well. So it would be great tomorrow to go and get the win. And and I think if you do go and get the win tomorrow, then you can't hide behind this narrative of we just need to stay in the league. I almost already personally think that that narrative is coming to an end anyway. 100%. It was just when things were going well, just after August, I think they were asked again and they said it hadn't changed, had they? Um, mm. But it wasn't Ben Garner, in fairness, that answered that question, I don't think. So, yeah, interesting. And obviously, <laughs> you can't you can't beat Forest Green Rovers away with five missing and then be like, well, you know, if we finish above 23rd, we'll be happy. You know, it just simply just isn't going to wash, is it? Okay, so shall we listen to your, your questions? Yes, let's let's go for it. Hi Ben, uh, just a, just a couple of quick ones if I may. Um, you, you talk about having confidence in players tomorrow, and that, that's you know great to hear. And the team has certainly been been improving in performances, but is it still a big blow to be missing you know five players who would most likely have, have started that game or at least have featured in the match? I think from a from a public perspective, I think it's a little bit of a shame in terms of Forest Green are missing Ibu Adams, who's a top player for them. We're missing five very good players. 
Um, so I think as a, as a spectacle, as a, as a League Two game being, being televised live on Sky, it's a little bit of a shame that both teams aren't at full strength in terms of their squads and having everyone to pick from. But from our perspective, and certainly from my perspective, um, I've got no concerns. You know, I've got complete trust and belief in the players that are here. Um, we, we work hard uh, on a weekly basis with the players, not just in the team, but those um, that, that are out the team at that stage to make sure that they're improving, they're developing. Um, and they train so well as a group. They really do from the goalkeepers all the way through the team. So any player that comes into our 11 this year will be will be prepared and will be ready. And just a word, if I can, on um, kind of refereeing decisions this season. You know, what, what has been your take of, of refereeing this level? Because, you know, you had a penalty away at Bristol Rovers. You've had a host of decisions this season that seem to have gone against Swindon as well. What What, what is your analysis of that? Um, I think it's a difficult one to comment. Uh, you know, as, as, as I think us as managers, you're always going to be disappointed when decisions go against you. And, and we understand what a, what a difficult job it is, but... We've sent we've sent a few video clips off to the to the you know the the, the governing bodies and, and the people in control of the of the referees because there's a couple of grey areas that we've been disappointed with where we're sending clips and asking why why have these decisions not been given to clarify it for us um, particularly offsides um, you know a lot of grey areas on offsides um, you know Alex Gilbert went through and, and and lobbed the goalkeeper last week offside he's two yards onside when the ball's played and those decisions shouldn't shouldn't be wrong um so we understand what a difficult job the officials have um we want them to uh, get as many right as they can and i think from i think everyone in this league would agree we, we work hard every week in our preparation trying to get the players to the best level we just want the officials to be at their best level and get as many decisions right as possible so the outcome of games are fair um, and it's not decisions from the officials that are negatively impacting results when when they shouldn't be. And do you get? I don't want the specifics, but do you get much response from these video clips that you, that you send off to kind of clarify the situations? Yeah, we we haven't as yet, and of a couple of weeks ago. So um, I will ask our secretary to to chase again. And like I say, it's not um, it's not criticising the referees yeah. what we've sent off. It's just a few a few a few grey areas that we've had where. Um, you know, we want to know what the rules are. Um, we, we've had a couple of throw-ins against us that have been taken 18 yards from where the ball went out of play. And these are just basic things. That... OK, then. So to start with, you went back to the absence of Swindon players. Um, was that was that something that you wanted more information from Ben Garner at the time? I just wanted a bit more of a kind of answer from Ben Garner about how this does impact Swindon, because we hear about, you know, we got players to bring in that, but the fact of the matter is, is it is a big loss for Swindon Town to be missing those five players. There's no kind of way to way around that. It is a loss for Swindon Town tomorrow. So I really just wanted a bit of clarification on what Ben Garner's view is of it as well, and also almost leaving in, leading into that kind of discussion around how because it's a televised game, Swindon aren't able to call this match off because in any other situation, if you have three players away on international duty, we all know that you can then say so you're not playing that game and it has to be rescheduled. Ben Garner, as you heard there, was very kind of hot on the idea that it's the public's perspective. It's a shame that they're, we're missing players from from for a fan's point of view and the public's point of view, because, of course, this is televised on Sky. You know, this is an early kickoff on, on Saturday on Sky Sports and, and what an opportunity and what a 
great thing that is for League 2. And Swindon Town to, of course, feature in that match. But from his perspective, he doesn't have concerns. I don't believe that. I think he will, of course, have concerns, despite coming out and saying that he has complete trust in these players. But, you know, it's yet, it's yet to be seen and, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. Well, this is this is a good opportunity for me to ask you, how how do you think Ben Gunner will set up um, and what 11 he'll go for? Um, it shouldn't really be too difficult this week, but go for it. It shouldn't. It to be honest, I don't actually think there will be too much change from the weekend's game against uh, Bristol Rovers. Of course, we'll have changing goals to I, I would expect. Well, I wouldn't expect it will be it will be Lewis Ward that comes into goal. Um, I think that Ben Garner will stick with this kind of back five with two wing backs. I believe it'll be Elisai and Dolo, Critchlow, Conroy, Odomeo, and then Rob Hunt. I believe that. My expectation would be that Rob Hunt will feature in that right-back position. In midfield, I don't really see midfield changing. I think we could see Payne, Reed, and Gladwin. Perhaps Gladwin might drop out and Harry McCurdy might come in. But of course, you know, Ben Gladwin got a goal, albeit from the penalty spot the other day. Um, and then up top, we'll have Tyree Simpson. I think that it will be Jaden Mitchell-Lawson that partners Tyree Simpson up top. So three have got to come out from the last week. So the guys coming in for you are Rob Hunt, uh, Harry McCurdy and... Jaden Mitchell-Lawson. And Jaden Mitchell-Lawson, yeah. I, th- I think that pretty much has to be um, the lineup. Mitchell-Lawson was really, really up for it. I know it was against his former club in Bristol Rovers, but he was enjoying every bit of that before the goals. During, you could see, was really getting stuck in and probably had one eye on the Forest Green Rovers game um, too, I would think. It's going to be a weakened bench. Um, We're going to put a lot of faith in that 11, aren't we? Yeah, we are. There's going to be a lot of kind of pressure on that 11 to stay out there and do the job for as long as they possibly can before we're forced into making any changes. That being said, you never know. You might see the likes of Matthew Bowdry or, or Jordan Lydon come off the bench in, in, in this weekend's game against Forest Green Rovers. And of course, you've got the likes of Rick Yagua and Mo Dabre as well that, that could even feature from the bench. Yeah, Harry Parsons also. Harry Parsons, um, yeah. Yeah, so there's options. But again, you know, I'm, I'm really banging that drum and don't really mean, need to be um, <laughs> because we all know what the situation is. And, and again... I'm not really pessimistic about it, to be honest. Um, I think it's silly, but I think this team, this squad are capable of still functioning, which is the most important thing. So give me a prediction. A prediction for, for tomorrow. I'm. It's such a difficult one, but I, I am going to go for actually a couple of goals. I'm going to go for two all draw. Okay, a thriller for Sky Sports. Cool. <laughs> okay, well, before we go, there was one final bit I haven't forgotten about it um, from from your questions, and that yes. was that was refereeing, um, and it's a, such a shame because he was given such an in depth response, um, but the audio clapped out, not from your side of things, and for I must I might add, but that was Ben Garner in full flow, wasn't it? That was that was probably I'm going to go out on a women say that was the longest answer Ben Garner's <laughs> given at, uh, whilst he's been at Swindon Town, and it's always a difficult one for head coaches or managers same same thing to answer uh, questions on referees because of course when you come out in the public and you talk about referees you then risk you know having a kind of punishment put against you by the governing body because of course we know that referees are protected in this day and game to the extent that you can't criticise them. But Ben Garner 
kind of did go in. You heard you heard this clip there, and you heard what he was saying there, and it was really interesting to actually hear that the club have these grey areas, and they've actually sent video clips off uh, to the FA to find out, you know, why these decisions haven't been well have been given against them. One 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 instant that he highlighted was, of course, Alex Gilbert the other day when he went through lobbed the keeper, and, and it was given offside. And he was actually two yards onside, um, and that is of course a, a decision that could that could sway the game. You're 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 denying a, a goal that should have stood. What was really interesting here, though, is that this, the governing bodies that they've sent the video clips off to haven't responded. You know, they've not had any response whatsoever, and they were sent off weeks ago. And it's almost, you know, like the the problem I have with referees is that you can't hold them to account and the fact is there's no one that can hold them to account because no matter what decisions they make whether it's a wrong decision or a good decision they'll be again in for a match next week to officiate and, and make key decisions officiating doesn't bother me I'm it, it rarely it rarely gets to me um obviously I want officials to be as good as they can be but it's just one of those things and it, maybe it shouldn't be just one of those things but I think it's it's a role where Human error is is always going to happen, isn't it? It does, I, and I, I see. I I do agree with that. And Dan Garner even agreed that he said, "Look, I'm not here to criticise referees because it is a difficult job, and it is a difficult job being a referee or a linesman." But you know, if if you employed a a person at work or you employed a company to come in and do a job for you, and and each week they were making mistakes, or a number of employees were making mistakes from the same company, you'd be sat there questioning, going, "Well, some, surely something's not right here." You know, this can't be happening and it is happening. And it's not just at League Two level, it's throughout the football pyramid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's fair. And there'll be all sorts of reviews. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure they don't go to games, even though some fans will probably think they do. They don't go to games. You know what? Do you know what? I'm going to just really just <laughs> wind them all up. See today. what decision I can give today, yeah. <laughs> oh, it would be, be an official, right? Exactly. So so it might have been Ben Garner being a little bit smart, maybe putting some comments out in there to try and, We've seen managers before put comments out there to try and influence some decisions their way um, against against the weekend. Maybe that was a tactic there, of course. But it was it, one thing that was quite comical, and it's not it's not a a big decision that happens in games, but one that seems to have really got under Ben Garner's bonnet is the fact that there's been so many occasions against Swindon Town where there's been throwings throwings given to the opposition team, and they've walked eighteen yards up the pitch and then thrown the ball in. And we as fans are like, what's that about? And of course, Ben Garner's now now getting a bit angry about it. And and of course, the club are now going to trace, chase up these video clips that they've sent off. Yeah, and they'll send back Critchlow falling down for that set piece against Northampton and the decision <laughs> um, to give Swindon a penalty against Bristol Rovers, won't they? So it, it really is, it really is swings and roundabouts. Um, I won't go as far as saying it evens itself out over a season, but it 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 can benefit as much as it hinders it can and let's be honest although we all want referees to make the right decision every single time we know it's never going to be a case look at football in the higher divisions where they have VAR it's still not the case where referees make the right decisions and I almost feel like it's now become a staple of British football whereby we have to have referees there to make wrong decisions to add a little bit of entertainment value So, (laughs) (laughs) so there we are that's where we're at. Are you going to the New Lawn this weekend? Are you braving that hill? I will be. I will be at the New Lawn tomorrow for the, for one of the rare away games that I cover. Um, you know, it's not it's not a game that I get 
kind of paid to go and cover, but it's a local game. And I know that fans like coverage of it as well, even though it's on Sky Sports. And of course, it'll be a great occasion, hopefully. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll be braving that hill. I need to find somewhere to park. So if anyone's got any uh, tips, please tweet me. Oh, they sometimes have a parking ride. Um, they used to reserve it when they were in the National League for for the big games, like Bristol Rovers when they were there. But um, I don't know if they do that anymore. Hey, this is this is not for the recording. That'll that'll do. Um, Ryan, <laughs> thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Well, day. <laughs> <laughs> The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy... Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.